0: A man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I I love you, but you're saying
2: that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We
0: have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland. On Saturdays, about sports, The Sinner and the Saint will be that show, better than they were before. Sportsier, funnier, more Labradoodles. The Singer and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, the Odyssey map, and 1080thefan.com.
3: Hey,
0: hey, hey! Happy Saturday morning, all you beautiful Portland
4: listeners. I hope you're having a wonderful start to your weekend. Yes, Will, I sound fantastic. I can see the look on your face. I know you're excited.
3: What Ladies and gentlemen, hello.
4: My partner in crime, what's going on the man of the hour, ladies and gentlemen, it's Will Darkens. Well,
2: what did you just like, did you just decide to buy a case of Newports and sit out in the parking lot <laughs> listening to KGON smoking one after the other? Yeah. Lighting one with the butt of the
4: other. That's right. Yeah, that's how my grandma used to do it. Just take one. You don't need a lighter that way. Just keep it lit all well, the time.
2: What's that, uh, what's that Zeppelin song? The, uh. And there was lightning. Down, 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 down. I can just imagine yeah, I, I need you, a little
4: more. I can't. I,
2: is there, oh, there was lightning. <laughs> and it's just you in the Camry, just one new port after the other. <sighs>
0: no.
4: No, no. I have done a... uh It's almost like a throwback to my
2: early 20s, but I have done a very poor job of taking care of myself this week. What happened? (sighs) Did you get some bad news that put you into a spiral or were you just celebrating? Uh, I suppose I was celebrating. So here's here's what happened. Last Saturday, I came in to
4: do this show and my voice felt like it was going to go because Mm -hmm. of allergies. I get allergies. I get like a little like tickle in my throat, and I I go, man, I'm gonna lose my voice. Mm. I I have been able to project this for years. It's something that happens to me like on an annual basis, but not like at a regular time interval. So when I came into the show last week, I was like, yeah, this is gonna be a it's gonna be a rough week. I should mm. just take it easy, right? I didn't do that. No, you brought the thunder last. No, week, I. What? Oh, I I was full. Like, yeah. Uh, what's the New, Ricky Lake, yes, is that what you were thinking? What's the new Thor movie? Gods and Thunder. Th- What's
2: in Thunder? Gods and Thunder. No, I thought you it? said Butts and Thunder. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll watch that movie. <laughs> that you, might be t- the porn. That might be the porn parody. Yeah, if you told me the new Thor, Thor movie was called Butts, butts, butts of th- Thunder, Butts of
4: Thunder, not butts. Butts and thunder. Oh, well, that's, different. well, no, both work great. Well, no,
2: no, no, no. Butts of thunder. If it's butts of thunder, I will pay a ticket. If it's butts and thunder, I don't care. Yeah. So, uh,
4: I don't know what I did last. Oh, I know what I did last week. So after the show, uh, after the show, I went and grabbed my brother and we went to, uh, get new golf clubs. Oh, he wanted, uh, he wanted a new driver. Uh, the siblings, we all chipped in. So it was his birthday present. So oh. I took him to the store. Uh, you got to, you know, swing a few clubs, whatever, but I brought my daughter along. So she was, uh, she was, she wanted a golf club too. So I was like, all right. So then I'm talking to both of them and throughout the day on Saturday, we're hitting golf balls, hanging out, we go to the driving range by like. Two o'clock, my voice is shot. Like, I made it through this show just fine. And so I wake up Sunday morning, and I can't talk at all, which, eh, you know, to be expected. Then I go out, and I played. uh, I've got a a group of buddies that plays in, like, a men's league golf thing. Mm. So I decided to do that. And then I drank and played golf and shouted all day with a torn-up voice already. Monday and Tuesday, couldn't talk at all. Wednesday, I tried to take it easy did not do very well with that because apparently we're back doing pop up concerts, which is awesome. So ninety four seven had a pop up concert uh around midday for Portugal the man. So I could finally talk on Wednesday and then I go and I shout over the the music at a concert uh talking to people and had a couple of beers, shot my voice again on Wednesday. Uh Thursday tried to take it easy. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I was starting to get it back. Mm-hmm. And then we decided to go bowling last night. So my brother-in-law is in town. All right, can, can we fast forward? You you talked a lot. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> well, no. It's it's talk it's talking plus alcohol. <laughs> okay, alcohol does not right, help you. voice. Go. Yeah. Why well, know, But when was the last time <laughs> you went bowling? Ooh, that's a good question. So this is this is where I'm going somewhere with this. Okay, I'm not just right. I'm not just telling you my
2: week. I'm sorry. I'm impatient. All right. Jeez. Look, I guess can so. I can I do this because your voice. Very much reminds me of a smooth jazz DJ. Oh, yeah. So I need to do this Please. if you're going to be telling this story.
4: You should have done this at the beginning. Go ahead. I'm pretty much done with the story. Oh,
2: you were bowling. Yeah, That's so it. Tell, well, tell me that more about bowling. bowling.
4: <laughs> Let's hear it. Let me tell you how my 131 went. All right. I suck at bowling. Everybody sucks at bowling in my family, which is great. Uh I did uh have a chance to win both games, which is we played two games. You don't say. I do say. Uh I had a chance to win both games in the last frame and I choked both times. Well, what are you doing? What's your angle? What do you do? Well, uh so here's here's what I this I uh, every time I go bowling, which I we we're trying to remember the last time I went bowling. I think it was uh the first birthday party for my kids. We went to Big Al's Ooh, and right. they gave us a couple bowling lines, so we threw a couple of balls, but I uh, we don't think we actually bowled. So I haven't gone in four years. But this is what I do is I go and I go, I'm going to try to put the spin on the ball. Like the first one, I go and I go put the spin on it. And uh, and where your fingers
2: were. Were your fingers in the
4: hole of the ball? Yeah, buddy. I'm going to show you something. This is not great for radio. So uh, my my pinky on my right hand bends all the way backwards. I don't know if you you can see that. Oh, that's gross. Almost gets to a right angle, Right? (laughs) Yeah. So if I try to put spin on the ball, I put a bunch of pressure on my uh, pinky on my right hand and it, it has no ligaments. They're basically all torn, and which immediately puts me in like agony with my finger. And so I was like, oh, that was stupid. I shouldn't have done that, Boy, but I always hard. forget. You're an idiot. <laughs> you're an
2: idiot. So you're, you're gripping the thing, right?
4: Yeah, I'm gripping the thing. Yeah. And I go and I try to like throw like a professional bowling yeah. stroke, mm. swing, whatever mm. it is. Yeah. F up my finger immediately. So then I go back to bowling straight and then uh, my wrist is still pretty bad. Like I did something to it when I was in high school, football or basketball or baseball or something. My wrist, my right wrist also sucks. So then I try to throw it hard. My wrist is in pain. So then I try to throw it left-handed, remembering that I'm not left-handed immediately by throwing a gutter ball. So it took me at least five frames to figure out how to throw a bowling ball. (laughs) And the only way I can do it without hurting my hand is just to lob it halfway down the lane. Very disappointing. So when was the last time you went bowling? I tried to ask you this, but you're completely not engaged with this conversation.
2: I am. That just took a while to get to why your voice is in fact complete crap.
4: Well, I drank a bunch of beer bowling, and then we went home and drank a bunch of tequila.
2: Oh, well, that, that explains it. Yeah, so that's why my voice is crap. So when was the last time you went bowling? Last time I went bowling, boy. Very good question. I would say probably two years ago. And I do have to say this. I am rather good at bowling. Oh, I am rather good. I'm rather good at it. Okay, um, tell me, tell Not me. great, my okay, you. Okay, so what's what's? I can hit about like in a in a game. Yeah. In a, in a frame, I can hit in a frame. Le- no. Yeah. What? Okay, go ahead. That's the it's the frame. That's the score.
4: No, no, no. Frame is like the individual. Like you go up and in one frame, you try to get a strike or a spare, and then you move to the next frame. All right. And there's ten frames in
2: a grand frame. <laughs> I can hit about three strikes. That's pretty good. I don't. I don't know that it is. Yeah, it is. In like okay. one game. Yeah, so what I can do you hit score. about three strikes. Well, yeah, but
4: can you pick up all the spare? Like, what? what are you scoring when you go to play bowl? Oh, bowling? oh, but wow, I go don't bowling?
2: know. I think there's like 352 points. Is that it? 300 is the, the 300. It's yeah. a perfect game of bowling. okay. It's yeah, all I, don't know. I probably get to like 200 or something.
4: You say that with. With no confidence whatsoever, I don't think you know how scoring
2: works. Well, no, not really. Two hundred is very like, good. If you had a two hundred average, you'd be a very good bowler. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm lower than that. <laughs> I'm pretty darn good at bowling. I can get in a game about three, four, sometimes strikes, and I think that's pretty good. And spares, if there's like, if there's like five <laughs> of those pins out there, I can get them. If there's like two, well, I'm not getting them. So you're mediocre. I'm a good bowler. I don't think that I'm a hell of a bowler. I don't think that you are. You know what the best part is? I'm a sober bowler, which means I don't really have that much fun. Yeah, I just do it.
4: Yeah, I don't think you have any fun at
2: all. (laughs) I just get brought along and then they say, hey, this guy's a ringer. He's a really good bowler. He can help our bowling team. I go, yeah, I'm pretty good. I score around two, two (laughs) fifty. Don't smile. Don't drink anything. Just get the job done. Split. Yeah, I'm out. So yeah, it's been a while since I've bowled. <laughs> me, pretty good. <laughs> Quite a long time. But I'm pretty good. Yeah. No, I'm I, pretty good.
4: I'm terrible and uh and it hurts me. That's that's what I realized. I was like, oh yeah, I suck. And I'm in pain now. My like my whole hand and wrist are still in pain yesterday for bowling.
2: So the one thing I like to do is that you uh the thumb the thumb hole, the one yeah, that oh, yeah. you put the, your thumb into yeah, I'm familiar a with lot. It. That hole. Yes. <laughs> do you get it yet? So yeah, I, I like to get my middle finger in that hole, and then wait what? Uh, yeah, you do that. Okay. And then it gives you a, be- or at least for me, it gives me a better like because I do the thing where like you grip it in your whole hand, like I do. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not it. doing like the professional thing. Like I, I get it up in my arm like this. Yeah. Everybody can hear that. And um, <laughs> when I come on for my approach. I just cock my whole arm back and then I let the wrist flick. And then with the middle finger inside of that hole, I just kind of go vertical and go fuck like that. And it works pretty well. But then, like I said, if I got two or three pins, those things are going to beat me every time. If I got a whole set of pins in front of me, I can hit them. I'll hit them. Okay. Okay. So you don't throw a lot of gutter balls. Is that what you're saying? Sometimes, Oh, wow! well, boy, sounds like you had a hell of a week. Yeah, I had a rough week. I had a rough week. I was supposed to. All I had to do was bowling and drinking. All I had to do was rest. So hard. All I had to do was rest my voice (laughs) all week, and I couldn't do it. So why didn't you do that? I don't know. And why the hell did you drink tequila? That's a really bad decision. Because we were out of whiskey. We drank all the whiskey first. Oh,
4: I see. And we ran out of whiskey, and there was a bunch of tequila my wife was complaining she didn't have any tequila, and I'm like, I go into the liquor cabinet. She had five bottles of tequila. One of them was cazadores, and I uh, enjoy cazadores, so we're drinking cazadores with lime.
2: I haven't drank in a long time, but like, I always remember tequila was always a horrible decision.
4: Oh no, tequila is delicious. You get some nice tequila. Ooh, cazadores reposado tequila. Yeah, but delicious. see, like,
2: I would drink like half the bottle, and then like tequila, yeah. I found out makes me crazy. Uh, I no, just, alcohol yeah.
4: makes you crazy.
2: No, tequila they, they, did especially. Now, yeah, if but I had a half bottle in of whiskey. Tequila is not different than the alcohol. Oh, uh, no, man. Trust me. If I had a half no. bottle of whiskey, I could just sit, and watch a movie, have a nice time, and be very relaxed. If I had a half a bottle of tequila, I would hump everything that moves in the Portland metropolitan area. Yeah, everything. Okay. So, okay. So tell me this. Okay.
4: Did you drink tequila on the same occasions that you drink whiskey? No. See, that's, I think it's, I, this is just my saying theory. I need to drink both. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is I think the occasion dictates your behavior more than the alcohol. Cause people always say, oh, tequila makes me crazy. No, it's like you only drink tequila when you're like out looking for a fight and somebody goes, two tequila shots. And you're like, okay. And then you end up fighting somebody, but you were out looking for trouble to begin with. I feel like tequila is the drink that you go to when you have, you know, those, those crazy evenings on the docket and you drink whiskey. It's like, ah, I think I'm going to watch a movie. I'll drink a couple whiskeys and do that. If you did the same thing with tequila, I think you'd be fine. But I don't think, I don't think the, the alcohol coming from agave is all that different than, you know, being fermented from corn and rye. It's just,
2: it's just what you're doing. If I was having a half bottle of tequila watching a movie, I'd hump the pillow. I don't think that's true. I'd hump the TV. I don't I think we try it. Somebody comes in, hey, you watching a movie and here? If you're here, listening boom. right now and
4: you're anywhere near the South Waterfront, bring a <laughs> bottle of tequila. Let's we'll, we'll start drinking it. We'll see if you start humping the microphone by the end of the show. I think that you'll get a little drunk. Mm-hmm. You'll probably get stupid. Yeah. But I don't think you're going to get uh, necessarily crazy. I think that's a bad idea.
2: And I think that if we wanted to find the perfect way to piss my wife off, <laughs> that, that right there, how was the show? top of list. How was the show? <laughs> Hey, how was the show? I don't know, but I need you to pick me up. <laughs> Because I can't walk right now. I think that's a fantastic idea. Mm. We should try that out. Oh, boy. And can I also say this? Because your voice is awesome, nice and raspy and warm and crinkly. Your voice is the equivalent of like a creepy uncle hug. Yeah, or like getting like a stone. uh, what are those? Uh, what are those skillets? The uh, cast iron skillet. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. your voice is the uh, audio equivalent of like pouring some baked beans on a cast iron skillet oh, and putting yeah. it over a campfire. I'm with you. And just waiting for them to get nice and hot. and Just roll good. that beautiful bean footage. Oh my! Look yeah. at those beans.
4: Beans will be ready soon, guys. Come around the fire. Got your beans
0: right here.
2: This Dexter, you got to pick, uh, pick up the spares. I'm a consistent one, 150, 180, 200 plus when I'm really feeling like it. That's once a year, lol. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm what
4: saying. What does that mean? 150,
2: 180. That's,
4: that's his average. He, he bowls between 150 and 180. The key to bowling
2: success is picking 1- up the spares. This is 1 50. So he's 1, and f- one to 50. That's not very good, is it? What? Read the text. Am I reading consistent
4: the text? one to fifty, 50 eighty, two hundred plus? I don't know what that means. I don't know enough about bowling. <laughs> I told you I'm terrible at it. Wait, I, was, I, you're I, questioning
2: I, I, my acumen.
4: Oh yeah, your acumen <laughs> is, is is poor, is what it is. Why don't we have any bowling guests then? Well, let's get one. Actually, you know what? We have, we have a guest in the second hour. What? I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Our friend Jen Ellis is coming in today. We're going to talk baseball. I didn't realize that. I think she's also a bowling expert. I'll just assume that with no prior knowledge of it whatsoever. Boy, we'll bring her in. We'll bring her in. And as soon as she gets here, we'll tell her that she needs to be a bowling expert. And even if she's not, I'll bet she could play one on the radio.
2: We'll
4: see if she'll lean into it. We'll pretend that she's a bowling expert. But we're not telling her, right? No, we'll tell her that she's a bowling expert, and we'll and we'll uh, ask her a bunch of bowling
2: questions. I would rather we're, we don't give her any. Okay, I like that Any idea. background, and then she comes in, and I just fire away with some questions that yeah. I found on the internet.
4: Five oh three two five oh ten eighty. Start <laughs> sending your bowling questions <laughs> in for our bowling expert, Jen Jedi, Ellis, that's right. for hour two, okay. and then we will ask her those bowling questions. Is that good? Is that what we're gonna do? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Uh, NFL draft was this week. I don't know if you know that. It's it's still going. It's happening right now. And Lewis Riddick has his whole shirt open. I don't know
2: what he's doing. Are you serious? He's got his whole shirt unbuttoned almost through his navel. It's a little off point. What are we working with? Like 2% body fat, or is he kind of that older guy muscle? I think he's I think he's probably around 4% body fat, but still he's still damn good.
3: Yeah,
4: yeah. No, I mean, yeah, he's he's probably what, 50? Damn. Yeah, he looks he was sharp. Good look. Good look.
2: It's going to be really hard to do two hours of radio with your voice sound. (laughs) That's fine. Whatever. Jen
4: will come in. You can talk to her about terrible television and baseball. You don't have to talk to me the whole time. Don't worry about it. Uh, So, yeah, NFL draft ongoing. Do you know who's playing in the NBA playoffs today? I do. There's no one. Nobody. we got no games today. No games tomorrow either, right? Or do we have – well, we start start series tomorrow. Yeah, we got two games. So we'll preview for the games tomorrow. No games today. I was thinking today was the – Tomorrow is the last day of the month, but I'm looking at it right now. It's 4.30 today.
2: I do also want to cover my very good prediction of the Timberwolves-Grizzlies series being awesome. Because it was.
4: Okay, Would well, you want to start there, or let's do you want to start it. with the NFL draft? We can do it all. I know we're going to do it oh. all. I'm asking you. This oh, is the choose-your-own-adventure. Okay. Oh, okay. So, do you want to talk about how smart you are next, or do you want to do it later? Okay, let's do it next.
2: You do the tease. You do the tease. All right, coming up next, I'm going to... Talk about uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Grizzlies.
0: The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkens on 1080 The Fan. 503-250-1080
4: is the fan text line. Keep your bowling questions in In hour two. We have a bowling expert coming in, uh, Jen Ellis, and we'll give her all of your bowling questions.
2: It's hard to book her. Uh, she's she's booked out for radio shows yeah. Two years. Yeah. Well, because we're coming up to the bowling season here. Well, hey, Listen,
4: listen, you might be finishing out your winter leagues and getting ready for your summer league. That's right. Uh, right now. Uh, so now's a great time to get those questions in. Uh, you know, it's, it's summertime. So there's going to be kids coming out to the lanes. Uh, so if you're going to get your kids into bowling and take it really seriously, uh, hour two will be dedicated uh, to your rolling
2: balls down lanes questions. A lot of ball questions. I already, I already have a lot of questions about my balls.
4: Sorry. One more time. You have a lot of, you have like personally have a lot of questions about your own balls.
2: All right. So how right was I about how awesome the Timberwolves Grizzlies series was? Uh, you were pretty accurate. It
4: yes. was, it was, it was very, very entertaining. Was it game five where John Morant's dunk? Where and then the game winner like in the uh,
2: yeah and then Anthony oh. Edwards hits a uh, a fadeaway corner three to tie it and then John yeah. Morant does an insane spin layup to but, uh, go game but, winner
4: but that was the one was the um, uh, Anthony Edwards just uh, missing the the inbound too make over oh, yeah. commits to that, it admitted that he made the mistake that guy's going to be awesome. Yes. And you, you, you learn something from all of these losses too, like in the playoffs and the Timberwolves, man, they're going to be fun to watch. It looks like for the next few years. Um, but yeah, that'd be one to keep an eye on is is yeah. Edwards and that play uh, on defense, not the, the corner three. Yes. Awesome. But that play on defense, man, that's going to be one that sticks in his craw.
2: Well, and the reason I liked that series so much and I targeted it even before it started as something I really, really wanted to watch was because of the case that. We're at this interesting moment in the NBA where it seems like there could be a change of guard going on. And I mean like a complete change of guard because, first of all, LeBron James, though he had an incredible season uh, statistically sure. and was able to get to, I think, number two now in scoring all time, yep. really has started to lose relevance the past couple of years. Uh, I don't think that's accurate. His team's,
4: his team's terrible. He, he has no. a, he has and that's a, he... how you lose relevance. What? Well, n- no. No, he yeah. does not lose relevance because his team is bad. The Lakers are talked about as much as anybody in the playoffs right now. As we continue, you're going to start to see stories emerge. I heard talk about LeBron James all week. The fact that you bring him up as irrelevant points to his relevance. LeBron okay. James so, is doing just fine.
2: Okay, so he is losing relevance because he is not in the playoffs this year and was on an embarrassing team. Okay. Then you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving getting swept for the first times in their careers which Ooh, I would argue I is a sign of things to come for both of those players if they stay in that situation. Okay, but yeah, now I, I disagree with hold that. On, I disa- but hold I disagree on. with that. I'm getting to too. my point. Okay, your point. You got to let me get to my point here. Okay, but you're doing a terrible job. Jason <laughs> point Tatum to
4: both terrible. Just Jason so you know.
2: Tatum sweeps their Dude, they got swept. I understand I'm sorry, that. That's called irrelevancy when your ass gets swept I out of the first round, I understand that. What has Kyrie won without LeBron
4: James? What has Kevin Durant won, won without the Golden Zero. State Warriors? So you have two guys that lose in the playoffs unless they're on the best team or playing with the best player in the world. So those guys teaming up. Seemed like it would be a no-brainer that they would have success what they do last year They make it to the Eastern Conference Finals And then this year getting swept by a team that plays like a team versus two individuals who could not play more like individuals Oh, and their third superstar was so disgruntled He demanded a trade and the guy they got back for the trade.
2: He had a sore back That brings me to my other guy James Harden where the F is James Harden? What do you Why mean? Are we, he's at the buffet at the strip club. <laughs> Where do you it's play? It's playoff
4: time. He yeah. is
2: at the bounce house eating shrimp cocktail. This is what I'm saying is that when a the, Joel, when the Joel and B news came out that he's going to miss unforeseeable future, which to me, that means they're still trying to figure it out.
4: Oh yeah. Well, his face got broken. Yeah.
2: Right. right. They're, they're still trying to figure yeah. out when they can get him back. It's not like he's done for the entire. Yeah. And playoffs. that's
4: a pain tolerance thing yeah. too. I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to belittle the fact that he got his face broken no. and he may be out, but it's not a knee where he's going to miss the entire playoffs. Yeah, he will come he back. He will be back. Yeah. But
2: when that news came out, everybody just put Philly dead in the water. Sure. I will tell yeah. you this. A lot of people did it, And I go, well, Of course hold on. he's an MVP
4: candidate. He's well, probably going to be number two oh, in the uh, MVP I'm sorry. Body.
2: Hold on a second. Isn't uh fat ass McBeardy one of the greatest scorers of our generation? Sure. Isn't he a dude who like puts up 40 a night if he wants to? So why the hell are we putting them dead in the water? Oh, yeah, because James Harden is now entering that bucket in that generation of players who's now becoming irrelevant. I'm He's- not saying it has happened. I'm saying it is the turn. It is starting to happen. Dude, I'm sorry. You get swept in the first round of the playoffs after you had to have to get in through a play-in. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving— that means you are losing relevance. That means you are not as important to the NBA anymore. It's true. No. Jason no. Tatum is starting to position himself as somebody in the Eastern Conference who is a superstar sure. who we'll talk about more and more. Sure. Giannis has already done it. Okay. I'm just saying, I think this is it. That's why I paid attention to the T Wolves and uh, the Memphis series, because those dudes are are the future of the NBA. Okay,
4: so the changing of the guard that you speak of, Mm. the defending NBA championship uh, champions are the Milwaukee Bucks. Still give them a puncher's chance to make it in the Eastern Conference because I do. I think I I wouldn't be surprised one bit if Milwaukee ends up being there, depending on how Middleton's feeling health-wise. Mm. I think they have a real chance of making it back in the East. And in the West, 37-year-old Chris Paul leading the charge, even without Devin Booker, like 14 for 14 in
2: a oh, yeah. closeout game, too. Come on. Boy, that also is a good series. I like that.
4: Yeah, well, sure. And and so Chris Paul is is not, you know. Uh, giving up his spot as a relevant player in the in the NBA, and the other team, dude, watching Golden State, like, Clay Thompson has not played incredibly well, but he still is so, so disruptive. He's to, to a defense. Yeah. yeah, well, and and just you you forget how good he is at getting to the basket, and Steph Curry, dude, that guy is just awesome to watch. Like the. Until until he has to shoot a free throw and pulls his stupid mouthpiece out and starts chewing on it or celebrate like watching Steph Curry celebrate, it, it, I'm almost embarrassed for him. I'm like, you are such a dork watching him play basketball and compared to watching him do anything else. I don't know that there's any other person that has that much contrast for me because dude i could watch that guy play but as soon as the whistle blows and he starts doing this thing like he's doing his little shake and 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 flipping his wrists around he just looks like such a doofus kids love that though i know that they do i understand that but but you don't like it because you're an old curmudgeon there's no question about that i do not deny that uh that title that you've given me you don't like his commercials no 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 Steph Curry does uh, very little for me as a person. It's interesting. He reminds you know who he reminds me of. The equivalent for me is uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson playing football great. Russell Wilson not playing football kind of annoying.
2: Now you are saying that then, and I'm just going off of the vague analogy you made that like Steph Curry is really corny then. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. almost disgustingly yeah. corny. Yeah, I, I'd say See, that. See, I think he's slightly, but not to that point. I think you're you're using violence right there, comparing him to Russell. Russell <laughs> Wilson violence. Yeah, dude. Russell Wilson is like full on, like it is pathetic how hard that guy tries to be cool. Like That's, really pathetically sad. I think Steph Curry is kind of a dork, but at the same time, there's a genuine side to who he is when there's like commercials. Yeah,
4: I will things. say he's more genuine, but he is a dork. They're both dorks. I'll give you that. Okay. Okay, that's yes. I love that you call it violence against him for comparing with Russell Wilson. But it, but it's also just that contrast of on the field Russell Wilson versus off the field Russell Wilson. Mm. They seem like two different people. Like you watch him play and you go, dude, that guy's awesome. He's got to be awesome all the time. And then you see him off the field and you go, oh no, he's not. Steph Curry has that same thing. That's that's all I mean. It's a contrast between playing and the style that they play, too. They're both undersized guys that, you know, get more out of their uh, talent than, you know, anybody else. But, yeah, no, that's kind of how I am. So, so I think your idea that there's a changing of the guard, dude, I think that story is yet to be written. Because if the Warriors continue doing what they're doing, they look like they could very much be back in the championship. And that is a repeat of what we've seen for the last five, six, seven years. So...
2: P.S. Uh, because the draft was this week, uh, everybody was posting the um, uh, picture of Russell Wilson's ex when he got drafted. <laughs> oh,
3: which just cool. like an all
2: timer for me. Oh, I love totally. that picture. It's so great.
3: Yeah,
4: I, I'm, I'm waiting for that story to be uh, told of what happened with his first marriage. Oh, it's, you don't know that one? Well, no, we know the rumors, but okay. I want to. I want to see the. I want to see somebody do the deep dive on that. The thirty for thirty on that. I'm because- Sorry, you would like a thirty for thirty on why Russell Wilson and his first wife divorced. Yes, I do. I'd like I'd like I'd like it to be all validated and thrown out there because that that woman uh, if all the stories are true is kooky dukes. What if I told you? (laughs) There you go. What if I told you?
2: What if I told you money doesn't buy happiness? There you go. You'd probably say shut up. (laughs) Yes, it
4: does. Totally does. Yeah. No, I don't think it does. Uh, Hey, you want to talk NFL draft? Let's go.
0: The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate, with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Sinner and Saint, I'm Luke Anderson. My voice sounds different because uh, I do a terrible job of taking care of myself. Not true. You just had a rough week. This week, I did a terrible job taking care of my voice.
2: I will say this, for the years that I've known you, I would say probably in the past two and a half to three you have been far more active in self-care oh yeah you've been working out more you seem to eat a little
4: better there's no question about that yeah i mean i'm I'm down shoot probably 40 pounds since uh 2019 that's really good yeah it's great and i've
2: maintained it problem is you don't have a six-pack yet yeah i don't i don't know what i would do with a six-pack just, you would wear cut-off T-shirts. I don't.
4: I don't think that I would. I'm not. No, a hairl- that's why
2: you get a six-pack.
4: I understand. I understand that. I'm not a hairless man, and I will not. Uh, I will not put in the effort to manscape. So even if I had a six-pack, yeah, I, I, I have
2: no. I have no need for a six-pack. Okay, that's what you think. But that's exactly what I think. It's like a boat. You don't know you need it until you get it. You're like, damn, this boat's awesome. And then five years later, you're like, I shouldn't have bought that
4: boat. I definitely don't need a boat either.
2: The <laughs> <laughs> two things that
4: like if I had a six pack, I would probably need a boat. But If you had a six pack, you would need to buy a boat. Oh yeah. Like that that'd be a place. Like if you had a six pack, like having a boat would be the perfect place to have a six pack. Mm. Don't you think? That's I mean, intriguing. I think those things go hand in hand because the first thing you do on your boat, you take off your shirt. That's right. If you have a six pack.
2: Now I would contend that you are correct, but then you would also need to pair it with a Jeep Wrangler with the doors taken off so that you can ride around in your cutoff t-shirts with your abs showing on the highway during the summer.
4: I think there's no question about that. In your Wrangler. Yep. I'm with you. I I think that's a pretty accurate assessment. And I. I, Is the Wrangler going to have enough power to pull the size of boat that I want, though? It's a Wrangler,
2: dude, yes. Uh, the tow capacity is insane. I don't think that it is. I mean, I'm not talking F-350 status, but yeah, it's, enough. I, it's might, enough. I might need a truck with dualies
4: on it to pull the big boat. Well, how the hell are they going to see your abs? Oh, I mean, I have the Wrangler, too, but not while I'm pulling the boat. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I definitely need
2: that. But see, that's the thing. If I get We're the, also assuming that once you have the abs, you have enough money to pay for all this
0: stuff.
4: I've got the money to pay for it right now. I've got the money to pay for a six-pack
2: if I wanted one. You have the money right now to... Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess you, would, you have credit. So I, do yes, have you credit <laughs> I do have a good nice so, credit yeah, score.
4: I do have a good credit score. So yeah, I
2: guess you can't get these things. It's just the question of, do you want to continue the payments on the... Hold well, on, I'm going to look this up. How much do you think... The top level of a Jeep Wrangler costs?
4: Uh sixty-five grand. Boy, if I went like Rubicon, like the decked yeah. out, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, I'm gonna say right.
2: high-end stuff.
4: And yeah, I'm gonna go sixty-five, maybe seventy. Damn uh, nice they do Rubicon. the four-door ones now. I don't know; those might be a little bit more. But yeah, I'll, yeah. Hold on, I'm I'm getting it. Why is this so difficult? I just, because you're not very smart.
2: No, well. I just typed in Jeep Wrangler and they're giving me all these other offers. I, I know how SEM works. They're giving me offers for other car companies, yeah, which I are. hate. It's so annoying now that they do that, yeah. that they try to outbid each other. Like oh, I, yeah, got, yeah. I got my food delivered by uh, DoorDash last night because sure. I was on my own taking care of uh, old Phineas and yeah. um, I looked up DoorDash on Google and then they gave me like Uber Eats like immediately. And I'm like, that's yeah. not what I want.
4: Yeah. Get out of here, jerk face. I know what you're doing, and I don't like it. Yes. Yeah.
2: You're influencing me. All right, let's see. Mia. Overview, the Rubicon. Let's see. Here it is. Can I get a price? Jeez Louise. Do I have to inquire within?
4: Oh yeah, you need to fill out a form. That's, That's how they, they send get you yeah. a quote.
2: How about you come to our car dealership? High end price. Yeah. Aren't we supposed to be talking about the draft? We are talking about the draft. Oh,
4: Now I mean, now we need to get to good versus evil. But I think everybody's waiting with bated breath. How much the top end Rubicon yeah. costs? I think it's. I think it's an important question that needs to be answered. Five zero three two five zero ten eighty. Don't forget to send your bowling <laughs> questions in
2: for a bowling guest next hour. <laughs> All right, I have found it. It is uh, far more than what you had predicted. Okay, it was ninety eight thousand. Ninety eight thousand for <laughs> a brand name. Is that the four door one? It's loading more. Come on, loading more. Yeah, no, 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 I got got Uh, yeah, it is the four-door one. I can. I figured that was probably more. Let's see, high to low. Yeah. Oh no, that's just the date range. Actually, you were quite close. Okay. So that was just the range they had given me in the little price scrubber. It is sixty-four grand. Okay. All right.
4: So that's pretty much.
2: Almost right on. Yeah, it is there the you. Altitude four wheeler. So it is not a Rubicon. Okay. In fact, it is the
4: Altitude. Oh, all right. I'll have to check that out. Does it have the uh, snorkel carburetor? Uh, no, it does not. That uh, is extra. Uh, okay. Well, then it'll be sixty-five. Probably cost me a grand to put that on. There's a big we'll ass. Definitely need the snorkel on it. Like if I'm if I'm hanging out with my six pack abs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and my, my Jeep altitude, apparently, uh, Wrangler, Mm. uh, I'm going to need the, uh,
2: snorkel carburetor. So people know that
4: I drive that thing through like high water.
2: Yeah. That, you know, I will tell you this. I'm very confused by that product. Oh, dude. Like what? You can't drive it all the way underwater. So (laughs) what? Like,
4: what's the point? Yeah, dude. Like you're going to ruin everything in that car, dude. Like, yeah, it's, it's. You submerge that car, like kiss your all of your electronics goodbye. Yes, and you're gonna ruin the thing. Yeah, that's a pretty dumb.
2: Yeah, I remember when I first saw it, and somebody explained it to me, and then I go, "Oh, so like I can drive it underwater then for a little bit?" And they're like, "Well, no, you can drive it maybe like up to the body of the yeah. car, like the 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 main part of the car." And I go, "Well, why would I want to do that anyway?" Yeah. It's very dumb. Look at that. There's a beach. I'm going to drive just about halfway in. I'm going to drive right back out. <laughs> and
4: guess what? My engine's okay. Hey, if you need to Ford a uh, a river or a stream, uh, there you go. You're ready to go. I don't know. All right. Hey, we need to get, we'll need get to the draft in hour two. Send in your bowling questions. We need to get to good versus evil. It is next. This is The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan
0: have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened today? What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions. I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, bro. <laughs> Let the sinner and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. There is an exhale right now in college athletics about this, that Mark Emmert is finally done. He's not done soon enough, according to most people in the bubble, but he is done and it will set up a battle For who is either the caretaker of an organization that is now obsolete or can the people that run this organization find someone who actually exhibits leadership?
2: There was formerly normal looking human being who accidentally slipped in the teenage mutant ninja turtle ooze and resulted in Paul Feinbaum. Endowed NCAA president Mark Emmert is on his way out after more than a decade overseeing college sports governing body. He said Tuesday night he's going to step down from the position as soon as his replacement is hired and installed or by June 30th, uh, 2023, whichever comes first. Who do you believe is best to lead this organization that serves really no purpose at this point?
4: Well, yeah, yeah I mean, Kenny kind of answered it right there. I mean, what's the purpose of the NCAA and who leads it? Who cares? Um, unless they're going to use this as an opportunity to completely reform what they do and who they are. I mean, their job is basically to run the college basketball tournament outside of that, making sure that they get the most ad dollars for that tournament is really their, their only moneymaker. And it's, the only thing that they do, they have no power over college football, as we've, we've talked about ad nauseum on this show, and they don't really have much influence over anything else other than the college basketball tournament. So who knows? Who cares? I don't know any of the power players in the NCAA. The only name that I think anybody knows from listening to other people talk about it this week is Mark Emmert. Who's his number two?
2: No idea. Nobody knows. Uh, one name floated out, kind of Lisa Rice. Yeah. Again, who cares? A- sure. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, All right,
1: cool. You are eligible for an extension this summer. If, if they offer it, would you be willing to accept it?
0: Can you repeat the question? You're eligible for an extension this summer. If they offered you an extension, would you be willing to accept it? Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Why is I wouldn't so- be I wouldn't be able to sign it fast enough.
2: There's a man who sweats while eating a Cobb salad, Zion Williamson. The draft bus spoke to the media for the first time since September this week and assures everyone he's super psyched about signing an extension with the New Orleans Pelicans this offseason. Williamson eligible to sign a five-year $181 million max rookie extension this summer, but after missing all of this season with a foot fracture, he has played just 85 games in three years. Is this a good idea for anyone? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I think the Pelicans have done a remarkable
4: job putting a team that is quality around the potential of him coming back. I mean, if if you're Zion Williamson and you're looking at the best options for you, staying in New Orleans isn't a bad one. I mean, I know a lot of people talk about him going to New York where he can be the star that he wants to be or moving around the NBA, but the Pels... Played a pretty nice series against the suns and you add a piece like zion where he doesn't have to carry the entire load and uh i do mean that with some pun intended because he's a load um i thought you meant the other way what he carries anyways doesn't matter i don't know what you're talking about you know what i don't know you know it. (laughs) but no i I think with the the addition of cj mccollum and the emergence of brandon ingram i think that's a great spot to be in new orleans could be one of those teams that you know you're excited about for the next few years to do some uh, disruption in the in the uh, western conference uh, you look at Minnesota fun to watch Memphis for sure if the Pelicans add Zion and he can stay healthy dude that put put them on the marquee as well that'll be a blast
2: yeah see there is the issue the stay healthy thing well, and sure, I guess what that's... I would say is 181 million dollars over what did I just say I don't really think yeah. about what I write five years 181 million dollars yeah. over five years I mean you're that is a commitment. I guess I'm saying this only because there have been moments where guys get paid and they get paid out. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah yes.
4: But, but you're saying, is it a bad idea for Zion? I think for, for Zion Williamson, it's a great idea to, to sign and for the potential that the Pelicans have, I think it's worth taking the risk because in the limited time that you have seen him, he is a great player, you're not going to get somebody with his potential with the team that you have right now. You, you you should not be in the draft lottery in the next few years unless, you know, everybody on your team gets hurt. So the best way to add a number one pick caliber player is to keep Zion and hope he stays healthy. I think it's a win-win for everybody that he re-signs there, including him.
0: Devontae Wyatt is the I pick. knew it! Wow. I knew it! Oh, The man. joke
2: continues. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <I was> excited. <laughs>
0: So let, let's couch it this way. Spencer, <laughs> I'm a Packers fan, Spencer. Tell me why right now I am elated with this pick. Oh, because this is just a big, burly, totally necessary defensive tackle.
2: There's some draft nerds. ESPN gave free lunch to be on TV for four hours. Packers general manager Brian Gutenkunst, who ran the team's streak of not drafting a receiver in the first round to 20 years on Thursday, didn't wait long to make a move on Friday. He sent both of his second round picks to the Vikings, who are in the same division and heated rivals, and used it to pick South Dakota State wide receiver Christian Watson. You're probably asking yourself, who's Christian Watson? I don't know. There are rumors they are still looking to trade for Darren Waller, which would be kind of interesting because he's awesome. He's awesome, and Devontae Adams just signed there, so that's yeah. kind of odd. Does Green Bay just hate Aaron Rodgers, and they will never draft a wide receiver in the first round ever? Yeah, probably. Uh,
4: <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. No, I mean, it's, it's funny because uh, there's a lot of talk about the Bears draft, and they you know had an opportunity to give Justin Fields all this help, and they've taken defense, 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 whatever. The argument against taking talent is going, we have a quarterback that's good enough to make sub Pro Bowl talent into uh, uh, great additions to this team. If you have Aaron Rodgers, you don't need to go out and get game-changing wide receivers like you do. If you have a mediocre quarterback and the, the, the conversation around Justin Fields, it's either they don't want to help him or they have so much belief in him that he can do it with second rate talent. And if you have Aaron Rodgers, dude, go out and get defense and help the, the other side of the football and assume that he's going to make any wide receiver on the field that much better. Having a bunch of number twos out there is fine when you have Aaron Rodgers and you don't necessarily need a number one. So I I can see it both ways, but yeah, it does feel very much that they hate Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, hasn't
2: he always had a number one receiver? Well, there's always somebody. He had Devontae Adams. He had Jordy Nelson. Randall Cobb. He had Randall Cobb. He had. uh, But what
4: have those guys done? His nuts before that. Sure, but what have those guys done outside of Green Bay? Jordy Nelson left and wasn't wasn't a number one. Randall Cobb left and wasn't a number one. Uh, You know who did this a lot was uh, Ben Roethlisberger. the The guys that he had that were number ones. Remember Mike Wallace? Yes. Remember how good he was in in Pittsburgh? Mm -hmm. Remember how good he was in uh, Miami? No. Because he wasn't. But that guy was all pro, number one wide receiver, unstoppable force, and left. Antonio Brown was on pace to be the greatest wide receiver ever, left, and then turned into a flaming dumpster fire. And that may That have, one, yes. Yeah, but good. that may be, may, may be a head case thing. But yeah. Ben Roethlisberger made a lot of wide receivers, a lot of money over his years, uh, too. So it's there's, there's two different ways to look at it. Uh, he had number ones, or he made guys look
2: really good, made dudes a lot of money. All right, let's get to my favorite story of the week. And this one comes from Japan. Your headline. Fictosexual Japanese man no longer able to communicate with the hologram that he married. I'm sorry. You said ficto. Yeah, fictosexual. What's so hard to understand about that? No, I was just making sure that I heard it correctly. A fictosexual Japanese man who married a hologram in 2018 recently told a Japanese newspaper that their relationship is struggling with communication. I wonder why. Uh, his internet connection? Akito Koto, 38 years old, who works in a middle school, middle school in a Tokyo oh, suburb. Oh, no. Don't work
4: at a school. Yeah. Oh, he that. He sure does. No.
2: He married Hatsun Miku, a hologram that was created by a computer as singing software, on November 4th, 2018, in a wedding that cost the guy 17 grand. Worth every penny.
4: Sure, it's a beautiful ceremony.
2: Uh As one of thousands of ficto sexuals, thousands. Okay. Apparently, Konodo is attracted to fictional characters. Oh, there's a ficto. Okay. Uh He first. What was, her, her, what was oh, yeah. the
4: movie? Her, she.
2: Yeah. It. No, it's her. I it's tried not to, it. That's the clown. I tried to watch it. Her. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't get through it. Let's do that. I Poor love man. her. I think it's a really good movie. Yeah, maybe I have to try again. It's a very good concept. Very good concept movie yeah I can't get is it, it. just because you couldn't do it with joaquin phoenix yeah he's a like the, the joker was i should have been better he's, he's wow. a lot that is a hot take yeah he, just, he was incredible in that yeah. i'm I'm sick of people telling me how great he is he's okay yeah. i can see that i yeah. have that with some actors though i yeah. would say that what the hell's wrong with you he's great yeah see i don't need <laughs> I don't need that. The The one movie, the one
4: movie where I absolutely love him and I don't think he could have, anybody else could have done it was when he plays, uh, the emperor in, um, in oh, gladiator. gladiator. He's that yeah, he plays he's, Caesar.
2: Yeah. Outside of that. Eh. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. That's one of his more kind of ancillary roles. I know, I know, but I love him in that. But like, uh, I started my disdain
4: dislike. Mm hmm uh bemusement of him uh, with um signs oh yeah but you shouldn't judge on that no no, no I'm saying that's where I was like I don't know th- but that's where I was like I don't get it with him I was like I'm just looking at him and I go I don't get it
2: yeah but he wasn't even the main character
4: I understand that but I'm telling you that that's the first movie since then I keep seeing him and stuff and I don't get it All but right. that's where it started Okay. I'm not saying, like, Signs ruined all the rest of his movies for me. I'm saying, in Signs, I was like, I don't, what what's the appeal of this dude? And since then, I've carried it. Okay, will you calm down? Well, just understand me. If I speak louder and more violently, you'll
2: understand me better. Can I get back to this Japanese guy who's horny for a computer? Oh, yes, yeah. please. Kodo first interacted with Miku, the computer, using Gatebox, a $1,300 device that projected fictional characters into a cylinder and allowed users to communicate via artificial intelligence and then marry them unofficially. Oh, so it's not an official marriage. Well, it is in his heart. And I'm taking a look at this, and uh, the hologram itself is not even something that, like is out in the open it's like contained Yeah, you just said it was in a cylinder you just said that yeah but i thought maybe the cylinder would be bigger like it's it's about the size of a ninja uh a ninja blender Uh oh i've yeah it's not very big okay huh so i think probably the issue with this isn't communication it's the lacking of intimacy because i don't know how he has sex with this computer
4: (laughs) it's a cylinder
2: um (laughs) no Oh man! It's right there in front of you. You know something? Come on! I try to make it's this show right family friendly, and you say stuff like this. What? So yeah, we uh,
4: we performed the surgery, and we've gotten the cylinder out of the man, and we found out it was all his hologram wife. So, yikes!
2: Canoto was reportedly bullied at work and fell into depression back in 2008 when he was first stumbled upon this computer. He was bullied by middle schoolers, too, by the way. That's right. He was, he was bullied by children uh, as a teacher. So anyway, uh, he realized that human relationships weren't for him. He credits the whatever the software is for pulling him out of his depression. I stayed in my room for 24 hours a day and watched videos of Miku the whole time. He recalled. Weird. Okay, cool.
4: Weird Japanese guy sad because his relationship (laughs) with his weird hologram cylinder isn't working out.
2: Uh Uh, This dexter asking, did he turn it off and on again? (laughs) Did he try unplugging it and plugging it back in? That is a good troubleshooting (laughs) method.
4: Uh, I feel like it's just not working between us. Try unplugging me and plugging me back in. Yeah, I just, you know, boy. What what I'd like to know, what I'd like to know, this is an honest question, is... This obviously made uh, the news. How do the software developers feel about this? Do they feel, like during the wedding,
2: mm-hmm.
4: were they excited for this? And are they sad that their hologram is no longer doing it for this guy?
2: Well, I would think that this is good news for them because of the fact that people in America are actually talking about it. And they probably want to enter this market because, let's be honest, computers are hot and they make people horny. No question. Apparently,
4: si- I don't know. I'm sitting in this room right now. I've got the uh the monitor here for the yeah. for the you know the wide orbit. Uh-huh. I've got my my laptop here. I've just yeah. computer screen there here. Yeah, dude, I'm just hard as a rock in here. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you okay?
2: <laughs> you okay? Oh man. <laughs> But it's been a hell of a day, hasn't it? It's been great. Bye. Well, we were we were <laughs> uh, getting quotes on a <laughs> look at us, man who would have thought getting quotes on a Jeep Rubicon. Now we're talking about how attractive we are to computers. <laughs> yeah, it's Wait. a classic episode. Yeah,
4: hey, hey, listen, <laughs> it's gonna be one for the for the record books. Um, don't forget to send your bowling <laughs> questions in. <laughs> Hour two coming up next. That was our good versus evil. It's brought to you by. Uh, it's brought to you by 808 Hawaiian Restaurant. Their food is delicious. You should eat it. Their website ate-oh-ate.com is where you can look at menus, locations, and uh, order food right there. It's awesome. 808 Hawaiian Restaurant. Uh, hour two. NFL Draft, bowling, baseball. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fantastic. Oh, and we'll get back into the NBA. Oh man, we got a lot to do. Lot to do in hour two. It is next. Center and say 1080 the fan.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy